We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 77, year three. Today, we're going to talk about uh, my very brief uh, run in the WSOP5 Diamond. We're going to talk about the COVIDiots. We're going to talk about me and uh, my investment in a Texas poker room. And anything else you want to talk about, the mouthpiece is next. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, everybody? Welcome to the mouthpiece. So, uh, what's going on? Why am I coughing? Because I'm eating while I'm talking to you guys. And, um, oh, shut up, Flash. Uh, <clears throat> we, um, we are, uh, what are we doing? So, let's go with the five-time <laughs> tournament yesterday. Uh, day, or two days ago, Wednesday. Day one, I wasn't going to play. <clears throat> Helmuth. Talks me into playing. And uh, I talked him into playing two events he got second in. So I said, eh, whatever. Because I'm, as you guys know, I'm really against unlimited re-entries, max re-entries. just all joke. So anyway, I, I get there at 5 o'clock. They're at the uh, 3600 level. And uh, I'm an alternate. I don't get in for like an hour and a half. By the time I get in, we're at the uh, uh, 500, and at the very end of 4 and 800, going, like five minutes ago in 4 and 800, going to 5 and 10. So I had like 40-something bigs. I played 7-9 diamonds, made a straight. Played 7-8 of diamonds, made a straight. Nobody had shit. It was all, all superstars at the table, including the guy who won the main event. Uh... And uh, which I kind of figured this tournament was going to be. I mean, if you look at some of these table draws today, it's a joke. So that's why I just didn't feel like there was that many dead money. But as it turns out, there was really actually a lot of good tables. Um, so decided to play it. <clears throat> uh, chopped up to 51 right away with those two straights. Nobody had anything. And um, then came the hand of... I raised the button, king, queen of spades. Guy calls out of the big blind. Comes ace, jack, queen, all hearts. He checked. I bet 2,500 he called. Turn card four. He checked. I checked. I did not think he had an ace. I thought he had like a pair and a fucking flush draw or flopped a flush even. Uh, he bets like 6,800 or 7,000 on the river. I thought it was 6,000 to be honest. And I tanked for about two minutes and called, and he had ace-jack. So that one sucked. So we were back down to like 38,000. Um, <clears throat> guy raises two callers. I call with seven nine of diamonds again. This time I flop air. Uh, so now we're down to like 36,000. Uh, I then... Uh, raise with uh, ace ten of spades guy behind 
calls 3,000. Guy in the small blind re-raises to 10-5 after he was taking some time, and I just knew he had like king-jack, king-queen. And then I re-raise all in 34,000, and the guy behind me decided he's going to call my four bet with two tens uh, because I'm never, I never have eights or nines. I have almost an overpair or ace-king, ace-queen almost every time. And so, uh, of course, I never get lucky. That's the difference between me and Phil. See, Phil, he called a raise with ace-jack, came jack four or five, Berkey bet, and Phil fucking raised big, and Phil hit a jack on the turn to double up early, even though he made it halfway through day two. He didn't go very far, but that's the difference between me and him. Anyways. So, um, I ordered some food, so I'm going to eat kind of why I talk to you guys. Um, flash, shut up. And so, um, you know, I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I was very interested in buying, uh, Chan's room in Texas. As it turned out, um... What a disaster mess it is down there. Uh, they owe $1.1 million to players and staff. And I talked to somebody that literally was running the room. And they told me that they were just the people in, I don't, you know, I don't want to defame Chan or anything, but rumor has it that they were stealing all the money uh, that, Chan fucking lost all the money playing Baccarat. Uh, and I, I, um, I it's, it wasn't good. It's not a good situation. So um, they ended up, I heard this week, selling it to some Indian guy. But, you know, after talking to my investors, we just figured, why would I put up 1.1 million just to get them out of debt when I could open my own room between 300 and 600k uh, 20 table room in Texas uh, so um, I will let you guys know when that's a go we're going down to Texas in the second week of January to find a the right location to um, to to get it uh, anyways, uh, so been deb debating between Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, or Austin. Uh, it's looking to me like, mm, I, I just don't know. Maybe I, I, I really like Austin. Austin is, um, is the 10th, uh, biggest city in the United States and they only got five card rooms. So, but I don't want to compete with the lodge. And uh, somebody else that's a well-known poker player is opening a room down there. And I really don't want to keep compete with that person. So, I have to decide where. I've priced out everything we need. Uh, almost exactly what it's going to cost. It's basically depending on on, uh, on what table... Uh, 
what kind of tables we get, what kind of chairs we get, uh, what kind of TVs we get. Um, we have to have the electronic system for people to, to swipe their card that has money on it because they have their hourlies out there. Uh, so I, I really believe that I'll have the uh, Mike Mattisos Poker Palace up and going by April in Texas. So that's the goal. I've lost 29 pounds, guys. I have, I eat pretty, I'm eating pretty good. I got 13 more to go. I want to get down to 200. Down, I was 242, down to 213 now. Man, I was a fat pig. Anyway, <laughs> I was, man. It's just, I'm, I fit into jeans I haven't fit into since 2008, <clears throat> which is good. And uh, so that's what's going on with my buying a poker room in Texas. In Houston, it's like the wild, wild west down there. And these corrupt motherfuckers are going to end up costing so many people money because, I mean, I think the government will shut it, everything down in a couple of years of these guys. I mean, these people aren't, aren't, aren't uh, spending, when people throw 10000 they're not writing it down for IRS purposes. People are cashing in over 10000 left and right. There are some rooms there that are raking, which is against the law. Uh, uh, the place that opened next to Chan, the Legends Poker, uh, I heard they're raking like 10 bucks a hand. And dumbass people, because people are dumb as Fuck. You know, I used to think I was stupid, and maybe I am. These people are dumber than shit. So even when Chan's room was open, they, him and his old partner got in a big fight, and the guy opened a room like 200 yards away and decided to charge no hourly time. And the sheep ran right on over there. I was like, why would I play here? I could go here for no time. Meanwhile, they're raking 10 bucks a hand, and they're paying twice as much. So that's what's going on over there. It's a complete catastrophe. There was no upside in buying Chan's room when the guy that opened the room next door has all the business. Uh, so me promoting my own self was just made more sense than getting myself involved with a complete clusterfuck where so much money was owed. So... I found out from somebody that was a higher up working there that, uh, you know, Chan came out saying, well, uh, my partner stole all the money while I was in Vegas. I, that was a complete lie. That never happened. Um, so, you know, I don't care if he hates me or not. I really don't. Uh, I'm just, I know for a fact what happened down there. Uh, I could go into real detail and really make it look ugly, but I'm not going to because, uh, you know, it wouldn't be fair to the guy that just bought the place for I don't know how much because he needs, you know, if they hear what's going, you know, you got to get the business. I don't do that to people. 
Nor do I, I don't want to say anything bad about Chan, but, you know, he's very responsible of what happened down there. And, uh, you know, people need to be held accountable, not by their way out. So, you know, it's just going out Texas room. Uh, flashies, aren't you? Yes, flashies on my feet. Um, and uh, let's see what else is going on. So, um, oh, let's check in on today's version of the Covidians. Hello, Covidian sheep. How are you doing today? So, as you can see, if everybody doesn't know, uh, the vaccines do zero, no, 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 not one percent, zero to protect you against Omicron. But Omicron is so mild that only one person in the entire earth has died from it. Yet our corrupt leaders are all over the media pushing it like there's going to be thousands, today Biden, thousands of deaths and a terrible winter. I mean, let's put more people in fear. Two years old, live with COVID and get the fuck off of it. Anyway, so, fear porn, that's what I call it. So, vaccines are supposed to, has anybody heard of a vaccine that doesn't stop you from getting COVID? That's what I want to know. Has anybody ever ever heard of one? If you have, please call into the show and let me know of a vaccine that doesn't, um, that doesn't stop you from getting, uh, uh, no, Doug Polk did not buy it. Doug Polk is opening his own room down there. So, you know, I don't want to get into that. He'll, he'll be announcing, uh, on his show pretty soon. Um, so has anybody heard of a vaccine that does not stop you for, from getting the disease that it's supposed to? No, no. Jerusalem post yesterday. Boosters and all vaccines do not stop you from getting Omicron. So, why is our corrupt government pushing vaccines and boosters on everyone? Hmm. Let's see. Let's come up with an answer. Pelosi, Biden, Harris, and all the fucking commies are getting millions of dollars under the table from the corrupt fucking pharmaceutical company to censor Regeneron, Ivermectin, all the vitamin D, all the things that help get rid of COVID because they need to get their little cut from the government. So that's the truth of what's going on. I just read an article. Studies from for vaccines from two to five-year-olds need to be, are not working, they need a stronger dose. Anyone out there that has a two to five-year-old and gives their, their kids a vaccine that nobody knows about is fucking child abuse. So, do you want to give your two and five-year-old a vaccine? Good luck. I enjoy it. Especially when it does nothing to stop COVID. Even the NFL today realized Oh my God, um, all of our players are vaccinated, yet we have 
230 players on the COVID list. Oh my God, what happened? Well, what happens is what I've been saying for like three months, four months, the, since June. The vaccines do not stop you from getting COVID. All they are is a therapeutic, just like you can get Regeneron, just like you can go get vitamin D, just like you can get zinc, just like you can get ivermectin. Ivermectin is not a horse tranquilizer. It's a, it's it's it won the Nobel, like one of the Nobel Peace Prize or something for the best medication ever, like nine years ago. But there is ivermectin for horses, but the fake news wants to push that one. Joe Rogan hit it best. He knows exactly what's going on. You want to know what's going on? Follow Joe Rogan. <clears throat> Even he knows what's going on. But the COVIDians, they just they just keep believing what whatever um the fake news, the media. And the government tells them, you guys, our government is corrupt. Even when Trump was in office, it was corrupt. We have a corrupt media and a corrupt government. Get that through your heads. This is what we have. There is no maybe we do have, maybe we don't have. This is what we have. Why did my thing all go out here? Huh? Plugged in the power. Yeah. Unplugged in. No, the, the the computers. Oh, here we go. Back up. So, um, I'd like to see people call in my show today and, and want to argue with me that I don't know what I'm fucking talking about because I do know what I'm talking about. I'm very educated on the subject. I'm just not a fucking bah, sheep. <clears throat> I'm not a sheep. Uh-huh. You guys see the shirt? Sheeple. What does it say? Let's see. Sheeple. Can you read it for me? Danny, what does it say? I can't read all the yeah. things in there. <sighs> Sheeple is... A fucking noun. Uh, it says, uh, well, can you read this, buddy? Come on, man. I can't fucking see it. There it is. You guys can fucking read it. There you go. You guys fucking read it. There you go. This is my favorite shirt to wear. This is what um, all you motherfuckers who don't... Uh, know what's going on that have no problems just giving up your entire life for uh, and be at the mercy for government there you go there you go guys and uh, they, they will continue the, like I, I joke around well when you're going to get your fourth booster your fifth booster your sixth booster your seventh booster it's just a fucking joke Brandon you are going to get fucking banned if you keep fucking typing in nonsense that you know nothing about. I've been really cool to you, so just fucking educate yourself. Anyways, I think Brandon's about ready to get kicked out. Let's take a vote in the chat. You guys had enough of Brandon. Should we fucking kick him out? 
You guys tell me. Yeah, we don't. You're right. We're not fucking the Democrats. We don't fucking censor free speech. That's a good point. Very good point there, Danny. Very good point. You know, it's very good point. That's what they do. We don't censor free speech on the mouthpiece. You guys say whatever the fuck you want. It's all good. Anyways, we're down to the bread. I'm going to have two of these. Maybe one. Anyways, uh, so, here's my thought process. Tell me who agrees. Yes, we'll take some call-ins. Uh, no, we don't block chat. Free speech is fine here on the mouthpiece. Danny's right. You know, if you guys want to fucking go after them, you guys can. I don't, uh, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, we're not communists here. So, here's my opinion. How much you guys think? Since none of these athletes, none, zero, zero, not one, zero, are at risk of dying from COVID, I say quit testing everyone and just let everyone play. Because 90% of them are asymptomatic. And even if they're symptomatic, who gives a fuck? They're not going to kill anybody. Let them all play. <clears throat> then we can live with COVID. I mean, do they put people on the I've got a cold list? Hmm? I mean, do they? I mean, I watched uh, Michael Jordan play with a 98, 99 fever. He had a fever. Did they put him on the I've got a fever list? Well, since COVID ain't going to kill any of these athletes, because it's just not, because it's just a mild, it's just a stronger version of a flu. Uh, that's all I say. Let them all fucking play. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, let's go, Brandon. You know what? I thought it was out of line, though, when he was visiting, when Biden was visiting the um, the disaster in Kentucky and people started chanting, let's go, Brandon. It's just not right. Not a good place to be, whether you like him politically or not. Um, you can't be doing that, uh, you know, when he's trying to help people. So uh, I was really against that Let's Go Brandon chat down there. <clears throat> and for uh, anybody um, uh, Brandon, I don't know where you get your news from. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you watch at MSNBC all day? My, there's no other channel you could be watching besides MSNBC. Anyways, uh, where are we at before I was interrupted? Uh Oh, yeah. So people that don't know where what Let's Go Brandon means or where it came from, it's actually pretty funny. So this guy, Brandon, uh, won this race, a NASCAR race. And in the back, the crowd after the after the race, they all started chanting, let fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> fuck Joe Biden. Okay, 
And the lady who was interviewing Brandon says, oh, listen, Brandon, they're all saying, let's go, Brandon, right? So you got support from the crowd. And it was just funny. If you haven't seen the video yet, uh, look it up, Google it, uh, uh, where uh, this guy Brand, uh, Brandon is interviewed. Just say, Brandon, interview, fuck Joe Biden, right? And it's so obvious he was there yelling, fuck Joe Biden. But the fake news person's like, listen to the crowd. They're yelling, let's go, Brandon. Uh, so that's where that came from, in case anybody didn't know. So, um, anyways, um, that's where it came from. And, uh, so, let's see. We covered my disastrous. Oh, home game has been good. Uh, I jumped in it. Five days after the World Series, blew my brains out, lost 24,000, was sick to my stomach over it, took another five days off, got all that back, plus another 15,000. So uh, uh, that's been good. So I've made it, a, you know, I'm up 15 since the World Series. Lost 10 in the tournament yesterday, but had somebody had half of me. So that kind of sucks. Um yeah, really sucked that this guy called with two tens, like 34, five big blinds. I mean, I'm going to have like, it's just going to be a flip at best every time, except for one out of a thousand, and this happened to be the one. But anyways, whatever is what it is. Uh, hmm, what else are we missing? There's something to talk about. Oh, uh, we can talk about some sports. Uh I think we talked about that. The NFL has moved the game, uh, the Cleveland game from Saturday to Monday and the Sunday games for Philadelphia and the Rams to Tuesday, which is only fair. And you know what? I mean, even though I live in Las Vegas, I thought it was very, very wrong of what Mark Davis said today. He's like, oh, them canceling the game till Tuesday or till Monday gives us an uncompetitive advantage. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? So he should, an uncompetitive advantage is them playing and the other team missing 25 players. That's an uncompetitive advantage, okay? And then they're like, well, they said people would forfeit games and they got COVID. Yeah, that was before Omicron and the whole entire world is getting COVID. Uh, so Mark Davis, shut the fuck up. Anyways, yeah, work on fucking getting better players for your team since you are the worst team in football the last six weeks. You're dead last in every category. Dead last in first down. Dead last in points. Dead last most points given up. Dead last in turnovers. Dead, dead last. Six games, you are dead last. Work on your fucking team, dumb fuck. Anyways, uh, so that's the Raiders. So what's going on there. Basketball is interesting. Steph Curry broke the three-point record. And um, that was really cool. Uh, so now I'm going to make y'all laugh. So Steph Curry breaks the three-point record. Phil Helmuth calls me on the phone. He goes, who's the best shooter in the world in the NBA? I said, Steph Curry. Who's the best three-point shooter? I said, Steph Curry. And then Phil goes, who's the best poker player in the world? I am. (laughs) 
Phil, my ROI is the best ROI in history. I'll say that. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny, man. You have to understand. Uh, somebody just asked why why podcast isn't on Spotify anymore. It's also I heard it wasn't on Apple. What the fuck's going on? Oh, you're fixing it? Well, okay. When are you going to fix it? I've heard this now for a month. Uh, it'll be done by the weekend. Ooh, it'll be done by the weekend. Do you hear that, guys? Ooh. This overpaid motherfucker's going to do some work. Get it done, cocksucker. Anyways, uh, it ain't Carr's fault. I mean, <clears throat> it ain't really even... I mean, they lost their best receiver and their tight end. I mean, they have nobody to throw to. So the the defense is on the field the whole time. Uh, so it's really not that. Uh, 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 Phil has a one bracelet number 17. He's only won 16. Uh, but, uh, he blew number 17. That makes uh feel better yeah phil owns my soul phil doesn't give me any money phil and me don't i mean he should have gave me a lot of money when when i when he won a million bucks in two tournaments that he didn't wasn't gonna play phil's got too much money to give me any money i don't need any money i'm fine it's like i went for the second bread roll motherfucker i have to get rid of this anyways uh, uh, yeah, the people in the box are always snowflakes there, Chris. You don't know, you didn't know that by now? I couldn't have told you that. The branding, branding character is the biggest snowflake in the box. He is like, he always reads word for word whatever he watches on MSNBC, Right? There's no faker news channel on MSNBC. It's it's 100% propaganda, not even 99%. And he's too stupid to understand that. One day he will. I guarantee you, I'll lay odds. I'll bet anyone in this chat that within two years, this fucking Brandon jerk-off is going to fucking say, Mike, I finally got educated. And everything you said was correct. And I apologize for how uneducated and stupid I was. How are you ever going to verify that? Oh, he'll just type into me. He'll say, Mike, you're right. It's going to happen. He's going to reach outside his box. Once he realizes what everybody's talking about, I mean, there's a reason why right now, if there was a poll, that the GOP is going to win 70 seats more than the in the next upcoming election, and they're going to take the Senate back. And in a hypothetical, if Trump runs, he's 11 points favored over anyone. That I don't want him to run. I don't want that fucking idiot back in office. I know he, his policies were great, but you could put somebody in there that's not a fucking moron that'll push the same policies. So uh, all the people that are Trump supporters that are watching, uh, they, they need to understand. They stole it the first time. I'm sure of it. They'll steal it the second time. So, you know, if he runs again, that means he doesn't believe they stole it the first time. That's just the truth. So he better not run again. Anyways, I'm done talking. Let's take some fucking phone calls. 
The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. What up? 702-329-0480. It's Friday night. Give me a call. See what you want to talk about. 702-329-0480. Hit me up. We'll talk about whatever you want. We'll go from there. Where'd Flash go? He always wants to be on TV. He must be tired of eating so many fucking treats. Lashy, you old fuck. Where'd you go? I don't know. Flashy's doing really good. I mean, uh, yeah, he's doing really good. Uh, me personally, uh, I joined a bunch of dating sites trying to find somebody that, uh, that's been very interesting. Uh, trying to find somebody young. So I can possibly have a family, but everybody on the dating site, which is like, I don't even know how many of them that they're all in their late forties, early fifties. So, uh, there are a lot of them are real pretty, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to spend at least a couple of months trying to find somebody younger that might want to, to love me and have some family with me. Probably nobody, but you never know what you can find. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you just go and just click on hundreds of people. Eventually, some some dumbass chick says, "Hey, that guy's pretty cool. Let's go for him." And they realize I'm a fucking dickhead, and then they run away. No, I'm not a dickhead. They all know. Hey, let's get this call. Yeah, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike? What's going on? Yo 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 yo. Hung up on me. Hung up on me. Yeah, we'll open Brandon Wong University. That that's really uh, that'll be real good news. You know what I'm saying? I should, th- Brandon. Actually, I think you should fucking call MSNBC and see if they'll give you a job. You'll fit right in with them. You really would. You really would. You would be like, you could just repeat all their talking points over and over like a sheep, and uh, and you'll have a job. You probably don't have a job now. Uh, so. Uh, most people are living in their mommy's basement that talk like you. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have a job. But I doubt it. Uh, MSNBC will hire you. Um, anyways, uh, what the fuck? It's Friday night. There's no football going on. There's dumbass bowl games. Uh, where is everyone? You know what? Friday night late has always been slow when we do it on Friday, hasn't it? I think it's Saturday or Thursday. Yeah. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. Yo, 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 and a yo, 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 and you're another. Hello. What the fuck is wrong with these motherfuckers, man? You know what? I don't give a fuck. Nobody wants to talk to me. I just fucking. I just, uh. I just fucking go lay in my bed and tell y'all to go fuck off. Did you want to, uh. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to send him his money. What was his name? Uh, I'll call him up right now. No, I have to. Uh, 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 he he tweeted me. I got to give him money. I got to give. Uh, oh, he was texting that number. Yeah, I got to. I, I, you know what? The truth of the matter is we're one month out of the World Series, and I haven't even paid anybody who has had a piece. I've had all of his info. Uh, how about people that had a piece of the dealer's choice? How about people who had. Uh, piece in the uh, what, what of fuck? I cashed like every one of them. What? Uh, yeah, we gotta get all too. Yeah, what do we have? What do we have here? Hold on, I gotta send money out. That's what we need to do. We've got one percent of dealers' choice. Okay, what else we got? Main event, dealer's choice. What else did I cash in on there? Oh, there he is. Come here, Flash. Come on. Don't be lazy. You're you're only twenty. Come on, jump on up. Good boy. Come on. Come on, you jump. I'm not picking you up. No. All right, I'll pick you up. Fucking lazy ass cat. Lazy ass cat. Here, put this over there so Flash doesn't fucking jump in it. Hello, Flash. Come say hello to all your fans. Come on, Bubba's. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. There he is. There's the little guy. He's got a birthday coming up. January 16th, his 20th birthday. We're going to throw Flash a podcast birthday party for his big 20th. Oh my God! You know what a milestone? That's like, that's almost like a, a human turning a hundred. Almost, you'll be ninety-seven in human ages on January sixteenth. That's awesome, and hopefully he'll make it till birthday twenty-one, and then uh, that'll make him exactly a hundred and one. I think he's going to live to be about a hundred and ten. This cat, he's 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 amazing. He's just such a good boy, and he's doing so good. The doctor, he went for a visit. The doctor said how good he's doing. He's gained two and a half pounds, too. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up? I mean, really? It's got to be. This is that same. It's the same number, isn't it? Well, it's an unknown number, but. Oh, yeah, we have some, some dumb fuck. It's probably fucking Brandon with nothing else to do. Um. Yeah. Right, we're gonna throw a birthday for for Flash. Uh, we'll have we'll have a birthday. Uh, we'll have uh, all kinds of little uh, balloons and and lots of his. Uh, we're gonna, we'll all we'll, we'll we'll watch him eat the um, uh, the party mix from Friskies. He they go crazy for it. I'll put him on. I'll, I'll dress him in a birthday hat and he'll go crazy. You guys will laugh your ass off. Like these cats, they eat party mix like like it's going out of style. It's pretty crazy. Um, there's 77 people watching here today, which is about half what we usually have on uh, our live broadcast. But uh, don't be shy, man. Give us a call. Brandon, you could even call me. You could even call me. You know, we won't talk politics. You can call me. It's okay. I won't bite. Um... Uh, who's Richard and Sal from the Stern Show? I don't know. Uh, 
is flash vaccinated. Now that's funny. Yeah, man, I brought him in to get a booster also. I stuck it right in his fucking ass and I and he liked it. He's a gay cat. He's a fucking him and Ace are gay. They just lick each other all day. It's pretty funny. Uh but yeah, that's a that's pretty funny. Um uh let's see what's going on. Oh, Texas, uh, the games are great out there. Uh, it's just a little bit crazy out there. I have no idea, Monkey Magic, what's in Party Mix. I really don't. Uh, I just know that I, was, I asked my cousin, who's been a cat guy forever. He says, he says it's like giving an adult crack and giving a kid candy. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up? Do you think our phone lines are fucked up? They might be somewhere. Well, they they keep hanging up, so it sounds like they're an, you're answering. Why don't you call the phone line? Okay. See if I answer. See if it works. I'm just setting it right now. Well, why reset it? Why don't you call first and see if it works? I think it oh, you think it's fucked up? You don't think it's people like like fucking pocket dialing us? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Waters, uh, we have, um, I've got four different people to wa- that are going to be running the poker room. I know it's a 24 seven deal. I've got, uh, well, I can't really announce it right now, but I've, I've got some big ni- big time guy. That's probably going to be the main guy Then I've got two others. Uh, one guy I've known since for 30 years, another that's opened a lot of room that knows how to teach dealers that knows how to run a room. And then uh, the guy who is uh, investing the money with me and, uh, and then me. So there's four of us. And then the guy I've known 40 years, one of his best friends. So there'll be five of us in on the project um, in charge to make sure that nobody steals anything. And uh, everything's on the up and up. And uh, uh, who am I... Favorite poker players from the new generation? That's a good question. Uh, who do I like the most or who do I think is best? Yeah, the Gazelle-Maxwell trial, they're they are going to throw the book at her and you're never going to know what happened. She didn't testify today and there's they'll, they'll shut her down or for life. Either that or they'll put her in witness protection program or they'll kill her, one of the two. Uh, I knew she would never take the stand. She ain't going to, she knows if she outs anybody that her life's over, so... It is what it is. She's innocent, completely innocent. She's a patsy for the fucking corrupt people that killed fucking Epstein. They needed somebody to take a fall. And uh, it had nothing to do with Trump or Clintons or anything like that. They, they, they killed him over what he knows about Prince Andrews. It's all about Prince Andrews. It's all about Bill Gates, who was on that plane 17 times. Uh, and it's all about... Uh, Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman. These are the three that went to Epstein Island. These are the big... Why does this always shut down? Do you understand why? It just does this like two times an episode. You know? No, maybe because... Oh, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, because it shuts down in my room, too. Well, how do I... I tried to change the settings on it, but I couldn't find it. Do you know where it's at there, buddy? Oh, okay. You know where it's at? All right, good, good, good. Yeah, so um, 
You know, the funny thing is, is when they tried to kill Epstein the first time and he survived, he was swearing up and down. He never tried to kill himself, that a guard or another roommate came, tried to kill him. Uh, so the guy told people the day before he was not suicidal and sure enough, they killed him the next time. Uh, it, it, it's all about what it, it's 99%, 90, 90% Prince Andrews. Uh, no, 80% Prince Andrews, 10%, uh, 15% Bill Gates and 5% Mohammed bin Salman. If not, it could be, uh, 80, 10, 10. Fuck. It could be 80% Bill Gates and 10% Bill. And either way, it's, it's all about Bill Gates and fucking, Bill Gates a bad guy, by the way. I mean, I sent, I don't know if you watched me on Twitter. I sent that two-hour video talking about how Gates' involvement in the pandemic. It's pretty fucking horrifying. Well, of course you're going to say she's guilty, Brandon, because the fake news is telling you that. Think for yourself, sheep. Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. I mean... Can you call it from your fucking phone, dummy, and see if I answer? I did. And what happened? It worked. It worked? What are you calling? The number we missed. Oh, we missed a call? Sure it wasn't one of the people that... uh... Your call has... It's it's definitely uh, monkey magic knows. It's definitely about Prince Andrew. Prince Andrews fucking raped God knows how many underage girls. You know, it's uh, it's all about Prince Andrews. And it's about fucking Bill Gates too. The fucking wife divorced him. She found out he was on the Lolita Express seventeen times, right? It's richest guy. He's a fucking. I, I don't even. I can't even say what he is. I used to think that Bill Gates was like the greatest guy in the world. I had no idea what a douchebag that guy was. Do some reading. Listen, for all you people out there, welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. All right, this person's just fucking look. Don't worry about it, man. We don't need this shit, man. It's just fucking douchebag after douchebag. Who gives a fuck? Um, uh, uh, yeah, Adamo's the best this, this year. Let me know how he is next year. Okay, every year one of these high roller fucks goes on a roll and everybody thinks they're God. So, uh, yeah. But as of right now, I, I like your list. Um, we're, if this is the same thing, we're just going to shut the phone calls down. Oh, it is. Welcome to the mouthpiece. is Mike. Oh, hey, Mike. I got through to you. That's yeah, awesome. well, we got a bunch of idiots hey. calling and hanging up. What can we do? I, well, I'm here, bud. Yeah. Uh, hey, I really appreciate you. You're a legend. I, uh, you know, I think one of the things about poker these days is there aren't a lot of personalities like you and Phil and, you know, um, those guys that stood out like Johnny Chan and all that. What do you think about these young guys like Andrew Nimi? Um, I like him. Uh, the guys that are, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think guys like that are going to fix that problem or are we stuck with... Massive, kind of I, I, I think you're people. pretty much stuck with the robots um, because you got to remember 90% of all these great up and coming players that are robots and GTO wizards and all that shit. They were geeks in high school. They were fucking, they stood behind the computer their whole life 
and then they found poker. They have no personality. They have no. They have no skills. They have no people skills. Okay, and it's tough to. Yeah. It'll take years for them to understand people skills. Like when I first met Jungle Man, he's he's got aut- he's autistic, so he had no people skills, and now he's like hmm. uh, flamboyant and one of the best funniest people to be around. But that took twelve years, you know. To, to where he's what right. like almost 35 36 now um maybe even 37 but um uh so uh now he's one of the funniest guys in poker but most of these kids most of these new up-and-comers they're just they're they're just studying spreadsheets studying gto studying uh as many charts as they can uh to learn poker but um all i know is the Look at the World Series this year. I mean, Daniel and Phil got top three player of the year, right? I mean, if I had any luck, I would have been right up there. You know, I, I still finished 61st out of God knows how many thousands of people um, for player of the year. And, uh, you know, Daniel studies a lot, okay? But Phil's never studied. Phil's never done a sim in his life. Neither have I. Uh, no. And... Uh, you know, so that's, uh, it, it's really, uh, I, I mean, I'm not knocking the new generation because I think they have a, I think I sh- it would benefit me to learn what they know, but it doesn't matter sure. if, you, if you don't have instincts, if you don't have that it factor, that talent, that ability to pull the trigger when you see something that isn't right, it doesn't matter how good you are at, at math and GTO, you're, you're just not going to, you know, if, if you're playing against somebody like Daniel, me, or Phil or Ivy or people who are great at picking up live reads. I mean, it, does, it just doesn't matter, you know? So. Who, who do you think, if you had to name someone in kind of the upcoming generation that had what you guys had, who would it be? Probably the guy that, from what I hear, the guy that won the World Series, um, Alderman. I mean, I talk, he's a regular on the high roller circuit. Uh, Dineg says he's a fantastic player. Uh, I played with him at the Five Diamond yesterday. Uh, seemed like a nice guy. That doesn't really talk much. Uh, but um, you know, he seems pretty fucking good to me. Um, that's Sounds pretty much good. it. That's my. Hey, uh, you know, hey Mike. Uh, yeah. I got I got a book on Amazon. I want you to read uh, sure. the Chaos Principle by Nathan Johnson free right now, and I would be honored if you read it. Sure. Write that down there, Danny. Say that again. The, the chaos principle. If you get it in the next uh, two days, it's free hey, on ebook. Do me a uh, favor. Yeah, take, text it to me on uh, on our mouthpiece podcast number, and I will. Uh, yeah, let me do that. All right, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Now, um, for everybody else, for you, and for, you, you brought up a book, and uh, uh, yeah. here's one you should go buy and read. It's by Bobby okay. Kennedy. It's called The Real Doctor Fauci. It's not. It's a number okay. one. It's the number one seller on on Amazon or on uh, New York Times bestseller right now. And uh, if you read that, I promise you, you'll understand what's going on in the world right now. So it's, it's a fucking. Yeah. It'll take you like almost a month to read. It's like over a thousand pages, but uh, <laughs> but you'll learn a lot. I'll tell you what. It's a great book. Yeah. All right. Well, it was an honor gonna, to talk to you, Mike. You got it. Thanks for calling. Take care. All right. See you yeah, man. later. Bye. Yeah, so for all you sheep in chat or listening to the show right now, I, I really, 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 really advise you guys 
to check out the new Bobby Kennedy book called The Real Dr. Fauci. It'll tell you about all his involvement in the AIDS epidemic, how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of people he killed with AZT, which he knew didn't work. Um, and his what he's involved with gain-of-functional research, how he was responsible for the pandemic, and and how what's going on today in the world. So anybody out there, go order. You can order it on Amazon. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, The Real Dr. Fauci. And then read that book and then tell me. Tell me then come back to me and uh, tell me that half the things I say are crazy because they're not, okay? You, you guys got to just educate yourself. You guys act like I don't. Some of you guys act like that I don't spend time educating myself, but I do. Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. What up? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. How's it going, man? Oh. Turn, turn your volume down. Oh. Yo. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm actually falling. I'm calling you on Skype from Mexico. Oh, awesome. What part of Mexico? Uh, Mazatlan. Oh, my God. I love Mazatlan. I was there like. Three oh, Mazatlan's great. Yeah, you've been down here? Yeah, been there three times. Uh, one of my favorite places, actually. Uh, I heard it's not that safe anymore. I hadn't been there in like 15 years. What? No, no, it's completely safe. Oh, it's it is? Okay. Safe. Oh, okay. I yeah, figured... I, I've, been, I've, been down, I've been down here for years, and yeah. I, I'm a lot safer walking around here than in Vegas. Well, of course. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't go anywhere in the United States. It's completely crime-filled everywhere. And uh, that's because our leaders don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, I know. But the thing is, when yeah. you come out and you say, oh, um, there's a lot of crime in Mexico. Well, no, I asked you if there is, was. I asked you. Yeah, I said, no, I yeah, but, but, yeah, but there's a lot of propaganda going on to Canada and to the United States. Don't come to Mexico. It's all crime. Yeah. It's all yeah. crime, right? Yeah. It's, that's all bullshit. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. I figured it's all it's bullshit. So, it's totally. It's yeah. total, total bullshit. Yeah. Because you know what? I said to my, when I heard that, I said, that doesn't seem right to me because, you know, I went there on, on the cruise lines three times. I went on a cruise, that, that uh, Mazatlan, Puerto Vallarta, um, uh, what's the other leg that we went into, to, whatever it was. Uh, uh, and it was, uh, we had so much fun, you know, and, uh, and then somebody, t- and I said to myself, well, how could it be Mazatlan that got, it can't be m- much crime there. I'm like, that, that, it's a tourist attraction. They, they, can't, they can't afford there to be crime there. You see what I'm saying? So well, yeah, that, that that's true to a lot of a lot of destinations in Mexico, like uh, Los Los Cabos and out in Cancun. But the thing is about Mazatlan, it's a working city. It's it doesn't depend on on uh, on tourism. Tourism makes up like thirty thirty maybe a forty percent of okay. the economy here. You know, whereas in Los Cabos, it's like ninety percent of the economy. Right, like, right, right. This is a real port here. They got all kinds of tuna fishing boats going out, shrimp boats going out. They're a huge port for the Pacific side of Mexico, yeah. and like it's a real city. And so I live down in down in the uh, in, in in Central, which is is historic Central, and the, the, it's all colonial buildings and whatever. It's yeah. the only colonial um, city in Mexico on the beach. Oh wow. Everywhere else, all the colonial cities are back uh, back up in the country to, to be cool. I, I mean, temperature-wise, to you know, get away from the humidity and the heat. So you can't find any. It, that's what makes Mazatlan unbelievable. Is yeah. that the small little colonial section down 
in Olus Altus, the beach here is yeah, it's just a, it's a paradise. But it, I went, I went to what, what's the, I, uh, every, I've been there. What, what's the name of that crab shack? I, I go there. I went there. I go there every time I go there. I forgot. The, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what part of uh, well, what part of the beach. It's probably on the beach, right? Yeah, I don't on, know on the beach where where the where the um, uh, boats used to go. There's this crab shack there that's the best, really the best in town. I went there twice. It was so good. So no, good. no, it, it escapes me. But uh, restaurants down here, like there are a dime a dozen, and, yeah. and there's, you know, I mean, uh, in five years, I've seen like, you know, it's like sixty percent of them come and go. Some yeah. of them stick around, and uh, it's it's really tough on the beach. The competition is 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 crazy, but but the, but it's incredibly good to eat down here. I mean, you get yeah. you get some really good deals. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I'm going to be in Mexico on uh, February 19th in Cabo uh, for Super Bowl weekend. Uh, we uh, we rented the place we w- we went to in 2019, uh, Rusty Wallace's um, mansion. Uh, there's like 11 of us going down there. Uh, last time we were there, it was just an amazing week. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So. I love Cabo. I go there all the time, but this is a, we do, we, we do Super Bowl weekend. Uh, this will be the second time in the last three years we went to, uh, to this place. So looking forward to it. Well, you're always going to have a good time in Mexico. Can we talk poker for a second? Sure, absolutely. Okay. I, I'm a Canadian. I'm, I'm down here and I'm stuck here. I'm unvaccinated. Okay. So, you know, my country is, is screwed me up totally. I, if I go back to my country, they won't let me leave. They're, they're communists, bro. They're fucking communists. It's completely. It, I'm so ashamed of my country. I you can't believe be. they've done this. But what? But what they've it, done is not. Just, just imagine what they've done in Canada. Times it by a hundred, and those are the people who live in Australia. Okay, and oh, uh, Australia. I mean, what they, they've—that's they, they, insanity. You know. Listen to some of the leaders. Some of these people that are in charge of. Of the territories and stuff, oh they're insane. You, they're talking like they they talk like like I mean, they're literally in Australia arresting you if you go out of your house to walk your dog without a mask. Okay, they are they are putting people in fucking COVID concentration camps if they think you have COVID. They are trying to keep the country COVID free, which is like almost impossible. I don't even understand their thoughts. I don't even. What they're doing to these people—they're putting every business out of business. That they—they you were these people were home confinement, like solitary confinement, twenty-three hours a day out of twenty-four for seventeen weeks. Mike, Mike, it's all about control. They're trying to take the system down. That's that's what they're trying to do. And and guinea guinea pigs are are New Zealand, Australia, and Canada to a certain extent. Absolutely, and 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 the and the United States. You don't think they're trying to? It, listen, you, there's an old saying in in the world: communism and socialism only works in the world if everyone is in on it. And that was their grand plan when they released COVID. And now they're trying to turn. Then then because they released COVID during the uh, time where the all the leaders around the world were on the right. Okay. People that that gave people reason to 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 um, to vote out the right and vote in the left all around the world, and now they're they're using that power to take control over everybody's lives, and um, they're commies, man. I, I don't know what else to say. That's what they are. Read up the definition well, of a communist government. That's what they are. Yeah, well, they're 
they're, they're, they're control freaks. They want to take control of everything, and they want to depopulate. That's it. Depopulate. And, and look, go look at the video I put out on on uh, on uh, Bill Gates. Dude, he owns like anywhere from three and a half million to two hundred fifty million of every vaccine. Uh, 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 what do they call it? Uh, uh, not the when you have. Uh, Every vaccine patent, and uh, he's he's involved with everything. He's fucking making so much oh, yeah, money. The, the 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 big the big pharma thing is uh, is completely out of control. Yeah. Moderna, which is one of the big uh, the big ones, mm-hmm. um, Moderna existed as basically like a shell company. It never had a single. You can you can just go and get this on Wiki. They never had a single product, not one single product, come to market until COVID came out. They had all kinds of patents all over the place, mm-hmm. but they never put a product to market. And now uh, the the uh, pharmaceutical companies, which normally in a year would make a billion dollars and they'd have to spend half, half a billion dollars to make that, mm-hmm. now they are getting, they don't have to spend any money. The government funds everything. And guess what? They're up to about $33 billion. And how on, much of that, on, on and, and let's, and, and how much of that 33 billion is being spread to these corrupt fucking politicians all around the country, all around all the world. Of it. All of all it. All of it. All of it's been spread around because right. they're not. They're not doing anything. H one N one. It was. It came. It went. In eighteen months, it was gone. This yeah. thing would have come and gone in eighteen months. It, we would have already. It had been gone if they didn't gone, push. Baby. If they didn't push the vaccines, it had already been gone. Already. There, we wouldn't have to worry yeah, and, about. Wouldn't have had to worry about so the. Many more people would be alive. So many yeah. more people would be alive if this whole goddamn COVID thing didn't happen. I know. I know. That's why, that's why I just I tell everyone, go buy Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Dr. Fauci, and you'll get a real, real learning experience of what's going on in the world. If Bra- yeah, hey, well, Brand- that- Brandon, if you read the fucking book, The Real Dr. Fauci, and you don't change your entire thought process, you'll get a free thousand bucks from me. How's that, Brandon? Because... It, uh, yeah, I got. I mean, that's why I got to tell these people. I got to tell these fucking sheep that don't know anything that, you know, all they have to. The, their problem is, is everybody's stuck in their ideology. Okay, they want to say, okay, my ideology says, uh, I want to bow down to the government, and the government is my god. And instead of looking up to to God or Jesus or whatever, they all th- their god is is the government, and so. They, they want to just believe everything the government says, which nothing they say is the truth, okay? Even when Trump was in office, he lied so much, okay? They just, the only thing about Trump, he was a bad liar. So so it was pretty obvious. But, but um, I mean, these guys just lie and lie. I mean, I could just sit there and show you things that the Biden administration put out, and now they're completely pushing it complete opposite direction, because they, they just they'll do anything and say anything for political power. I mean, so COVID came around. They got Netanyahu out of office in Israel, Trump out of office here. They got uh, I mean, all the left was running the world. And now it's like like uh, Rear Para just said, 2021, the Great Reset, one world order in effect. And that's uh, I believe that. OK. And uh, people. um would you say I think I know more than Fauci? Yes, I do know more than Dr. Fauci. Okay, Dr. Fauci is a evil human being, and before you run your mouth, go read the fucking book, and you'll learn a lot. Okay, 
You know, nobody, they all, here's the thing is, they all want to knock you and say, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Not what, everybody that, that in the, half these people in the chat, they've never, they don't even read. They don't even educate themselves. They just, they just repeat talking points from MSNBC and CNN. Well, and then they think it's true. It, Mike, 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 if you're a responsible citizen, um, I mean, how many hours a day can you put into this? I mean, there's so much stuff out there. I sometimes say to myself, uh, it, it, you know, like 10 or 15 years ago, or even 20 years ago, if somebody said to me, uh, look what's happening right now, and, and you could give me 10,000 things right now, I wouldn't believe any one of them. No, me neither. I mean, literally. Because the, 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 the media is... They've completely discredited themselves. I mean, look what they've done between the Russia hoax, the fucking fine people hoax, the Trump drink bleach hoax, the fucking, let's see, what else do we have? The the uh, Covington kid hoax and the Kyle Rittenhouse hoax. Uh, oh, and the Jussie Smollett hoax. I knew I was missing one. There's like six, seven, eight of, they, everything they say is a lie. They push a narrative for political gain and, uh, that's it. And then after the, that, then they, after uh, 10 million people watched their lie, like a month later, sometimes later, six months, whatever, they, they put a retraction. We were wrong about this. Sorry. That 500 people see. They do it can, over can, can and I, over I, and over. Can I tell you a little poker uh, political yeah. joke? Sure. I, I was I, I, I'm a poker player. We, we we have not talked any poker and I wanted to talk poker, but this is a segue into maybe we can talk a little teeny bit of poker. But I was I was playing uh, poker in uh, in Niagara Falls at at Fallsview when they still had the poker room open there. They moved it over to the to the other casino. But mm-hmm. I, I, it was funny about being on the Canadian side there. I'm Canadian. But the thing is. Uh, generally speaking, in Vegas, when you're playing poker, you, you just can't talk too much about uh, politics at no, the table. No. But the, uh, up in Niagara Falls, and this was going back uh, in, in in the fall, going in, I was I played six months there every day, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. uh, the election was just coming up in November. So we're moving into the election. We're sitting there. A lot of Americans would come over to from the other side and play play uh, at Fallsview, and so. We we actually talked a little bit of um, a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of politics, which you couldn't do. And so I'm playing there one. We were playing two five, and this guy down at the end of the, end of the table, uh, he, he's putting together this huge pile of red chips, like you know five dollar chips. He's putting up like he had a huge wall in front of him. And so we've been playing for several hours, and this guy just unstoppable, yeah. but, but just grinding his way on building this thing up. And so all of a sudden, my pill case, he unzips. His 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 jacket and rips yeah. open, and he's got he's got a Trump a Trump T-shirt on. Wow! And he goes, I support Trump, and this is my wall. That's <laughs> he spent hours funny. getting ready to, to to unzip and support Trump, right? Well, I mean, look, and, I mean, I mean, that's funny you say that. I mean, look at yeah, I know. And and, and the funny thing was, I I just said Trump's winning. I know he's winning this election. And the, the, the reason why I knew he was winning the election was because he was going around, he was getting support. He was doing all, all you know, he was getting he was getting ground support. And I, mean, they, I swear to God, yeah, they, the, they came close to cheating him out of that election. It, but it, somehow it, he, he, there was just too much. They overwhelmed the system. Oh, you're talking about in 2016 or 2020? Yeah, in 2016. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this was before. 
And and so there was a lot of groundswell. Well, I could just feel it in a poker room in Canada. Well, the you know, de- I de- was even de- in the United States. See, they thought that uh, that evil witch was a lock because see the Democrats, the, the Democrats have had the media. Once you have the media uh, on your side, it's tough to win. But what they didn't have at the time was social media, and Trump took advantage of that and got the message out, and they won. Uh, but now that social media is, it's, all they do is ban conservatives and they're a left-wing uh, outlet for the Democrat Party. Now like, they ban, I think it's something like three, bil- three and a half billion with a B impressions that were pro-Trump, pro-GOP uh, off the internet. Oh, no, and it's, just, now, it's all censorship it's now. Sick. That's but, the, but CNN, the biggest CNN. threatening to the country, to the world. CNN before the election, you would open up, uh, you watch CNN, and they have that guy go up to the big board, and every night he would pound away, no path to victory. They go, mm-hmm. they go, oh, listen, they would do all these scenarios and go, oh, mm-hmm. he's got Trump has no path to victory. And I'm listening to this and I'm going, you can't, you can't say this 30, 40, 50, 60 times every night, and, and you know, and then like, this is a joke. This is a, this, this is not objective. Well, this is what they right? did. It wasn't I mean, objective. Even in 2020, they had Biden up by 13 points and was going to be the biggest landslide ever. And the truth of the matter is, is is by 10:30 p.m. Eastern time on election night, oh, that, the election was over. The election was over. And they shut down all the counting in the four big swing states: Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. For an hour, and an hour, ba- an hour later, they 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 came back, and Biden got ninety nine percent of all the votes in the ne- in that hour, and then all the rest of the votes came in equally, and that's why I challenge okay. anybody. If anybody wants to look at the chart for the one hour t- eleven uh, one thirty Eastern to two thirty Eastern, go look at the charts in all four of the swing states when they shut down the count. People don't, I mean, don't have any memory. They stopped the count. For an hour, they never done that before. Never like in the history. In one place, they it, stopped it in several states. The election was over, and they knew it. And and that's I'm not going to go there. Then they'll de- they'll demonetize me again. They already have. have anyway, right. we don't get no money I, anymore. Mike, I, I, I listen. I listen to your podcast, and I, I really especially like when you uh, you're streaming your tournaments. Yeah, and you, I'll I'll be doing I, some I, more of those. I am so impressed by your game because you, you, when, when, when I watch you play poker and I, I'm sort of like a semi-professional, I'm stuck down here. I can't get to Vegas anymore. Yeah. I used to go over there. I, I was like a permanent fixture at Ari. I play six months and then I come back to Mexico, but I haven't been able to So what are you doing? Just playing, you're just playing online in Mexico? No, I, I can't play on. I can't. I can't win a nickel online. Uh, me, me I don't know. I, 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 I never been able to win online. Uh, it's a joke. Um, if I play, I just kill people when I play, uh, and I, I don't play for big money. I play one, three and two, five, but I win when I, when I'm in, when I can read, when I'm, when I can feel the vibes and I'm in a casino, I can't do it online. I don't know what, what, what it's all about. Uh, I only, I only went online because I play with, um, with a bunch of monkeys that I could, uh, beat. I mean, if I had to play with real players online, I could never win online either. So I get it. I understand. Uh, uh, online is uh, anyway. The thing is, I appreciate your game because when when I watch you in, in some of your buy-ins, um, and you play with real money, I know that that money means something to you. If, if I'm walking watching Daniel, he doesn't he doesn't care. 
Yeah. He, he goes in with King Queen when he knows the other guy's got an ace. Look what he, he did. Knows to, he's dude, he look at Daniel. And listen, this is how fucking Phil went broke yesterday, right? Phil had like 55,000, about 20, 27 big blinds. Um, and uh, Daniel raised it to 5,000. Phil re raised it to 16,000. And Daniel. Re-raised 55000 and put four-bet Phil Helmuth all in. Like, like Phil's ever three-betting Daniel, okay, who never folds with a hand that doesn't beat ace-jack. Phil had two queens. The flop came four, five, seven, ace on the turn. That's how Phil got busted to Daniel in the five-diamond yesterday. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm just— Yeah, well, you see that, you see— but you, you, that's not if you're a grinder and you're a pro. You, that that's not going to put money in the bank for you. That's a losing a play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Like you, you know, you know, you 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 couldn't uh, you could you couldn't pay the bills if you kept playing against aces when you don't have an ace, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh... yeah because the the four, five, six, seven percent. Everybody go, oh, it's a flip. Yeah, but. You're not going to make it when you're 44, 56, or you're 47, 50. You yeah. want to be the 53. You want to be the 56. But that's how professional players think. Well, they yeah. need that edge. They need that six, seven percent all I mean, night long. I mean, I don't. Uh, uh, me, listen. Me and Phil, we think of poker a lot differently than the new generation does. Okay, they're all about eat, taking the plus EV spots. Okay, and if they're getting six to one on their money and they're three to one dog with one pull, they put the money in, okay? Which you do that every time when you're playing cash because it's all math in the long run. But tournaments, I don't want to put my fucking money in three to one dog no matter what the pot's laying me if it's going to bust me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's yeah, the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference between me and fucking Phil. So. Yeah. No, the the um, I, like I I played I mean, with a between pro me, Phil, at, and the rest of the people. Yeah, I played with an old pro. He wrote a book. Yeah, I don't know if you ever read a book. It was called um, uh, Psychology of Poker Simplified. Oh, okay. It, it was it was an old pro. I I had a copy. I re, I reread it about three or four times, and then I gave it to somebody. But um, that pro, he he told me he said. When it comes down to flipping, he goes, okay, you can sit there, and 20 years later, after 20 years of flips, where are you? Yeah. You're, you're exactly where you started. Yeah. Flipping, playing, flipping is not winning. I mean, no, yeah, you're going to be pushed in that situation, but that's not your edge. Flip, you yeah. want to get it in 80-20. No shit. That's where so, you so make I'm a, I'm gonna let, I'm going to say this to you, and then uh, I'm going to let you go because i got to take some more calls. Okay. Uh, in, when I won NBC Head Up in 2013, there was uh, I played three flips oh, in six matches. Right? I played three. I, I I played three flips in six matches. Okay, everybody else was playing three flips every match. Okay, <laughs> when I final tabled the main event in 01 and 05, I fucking played two flips in 05, maybe one, no two, and none in 05 in 01. Okay, so all these people that say you need to win flips are just idiots. Okay, I sit there and maneuver chips, maneuver blinds and annies, and and then I get my money in four to one favorite or three to one favorite, and that's, that's how right. I, that's right. how I play. Absolutely poker. right. Okay, I don't play for little edges. I play cash games for the for the little edges, but but not tournament poker. Just can't do it. So.
Anyways, I got to go, man. Enjoy uh, Mexico. I'll be uh, I'll be in Cabo in February. Uh, My new friend who was just on here just got back from Cabo. Uh, So uh, I'll see you. uh, Well, I won't see you, but uh, give me a call here on the mouthpiece anytime you like. Thanks for calling. I enjoy I enjoyed very much talking to you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. All right. Listen, my man Brandon, all he does is repeat over and over fucking MSNBC talking points. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He does, he's, he, he might be the biggest sheep that walked the earth. I mean, these, there's a lot of these poker players are pretty much up there too, but I, I don't understand why people don't do their own research. I'll never understand it. That's all I ask people to do. I don't give a fuck if you're on the left or right. Just fucking do your research. Just fucking just look at different views and look what's going on. Open your fucking eyes. The government, all they care about is money. They just want you to fuck it. There's going to be like two, three, four more boosters out. They'll be like, hey, this is booster number seven. This one's going to work for sure. Yeah. This one's booster number eight. This one will stop you from taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah, this is booster number nine. This one will stop you from getting chlamydia. Don't fucking sleep around. This is booster number 10. This one will fucking cure you from t- Trump derangement syndrome. See, Brandon, uh, booster number 10 for you. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's what's going on in the world. Do we have any call? How many calls we miss? None? No motherfuckers want to call me on a Friday night? My God, I have so many other things to do besides hang out with you and all these fucking people. I could be watching some sports. I could be, I could be talking to Rachel. I could be, uh, I could be. Uh, there's a lot of things I could be doing. Yeah, there's a lot of things I could be doing, but instead, I'm I'm talking to all my fans on here. You guys want to call me? I'm gonna take two more fucking phone calls, and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of here the fuck an hour and fucking 20 minutes and we got two phone calls or do we get one and we got two. two what the fuck we usually get like 10 a night what's going on i mean did it did i do i smell bad or something no i don't smell bad must be uh must be something else maybe there that so many people watching are sheeps and they saw my sheeple shirt, and maybe that could be doing it. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. Could be it, man. Yeah, yeah, could be it, man. Christmas parties. Fuck, it's the seventeenth. Well, what do they do? They do them like a week in advance. Yeah, like company Christmas parties. Huh. Well, maybe I should throw a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Who do I? Who should I invite over? Sh- should I invite uh, Brandon? Uncle Andy. Let's see. Who else? Who wants to come to my Christmas party in this stream? Let's see. Anybody? Anybody? Talk about my diet choices. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite choice is the Adderall diet. Uh, it works the best. Uh, we got another call. I'll tell you the rest in a minute. Welcome to the Mouthpieces, Mike. Welcome to the mouthpiece. What are you laughing about? Who's this? Speak what's up, up sheep. Mike? What's up? Who's this? This is Chris. Chris, what's going on? Crispy go- bacon. What's going on, in buddy? Chat. What's going on, my man? 
Not much, man. Good to good to see the new uh, Sheeple shirt. You like it? Yeah, this is my I favorite do. shirt. I do. I called in a couple weeks ago saying I was glad you're not a big pussy. So I've called in before. Yeah, these guys are pussies, man. I mean, I can't. Let's be honest. I mean, how in the how could people like me and you and most of the people in my chat see what's going on in black and white? And then there's other people that that they're, they're, they're it's like how, how could one side of the brain know what's going on and the other side of the brain be so stupid? I, I mean, I don't even know how the brain fucking works, but because I'm brainless, but <laughs> I don't understand it. Can you explain? What, what's your opinion on it? It's uh, it's just been long-term um, propaganda. Is it just they every, just every yeah. all news in the history of news on, in the television is propaganda. Whatever has always been a form of propaganda. Agree, always. agree, all of it, both always. sides. I agree. There's nobody ever out there saying, "Hey, yeah, like uh, this good, this good, this good." It's always if it bleeds, it leads. They're trying to terrorize you for fucking decades. Yeah. Terrorize you into war. Terrorize yep. you into fearing. Uh, other countries, other races. Yep. It's always 100% been propaganda. Of course. That's a fact. I could tear it apart. Of yeah, course. You can hear a story of a fireman saving a kitty once in a while, mm-hmm. but the television is propaganda. So this has been a long-term effort to fuck with us, control us, lead us, divide us, mostly. Divide us, yeah. And, uh, and, and especially nowadays, we've got these uh, racial tensions you well, look back in the history. Ra- the racial tensions are all caused by the media. There's they, they they stir up a racial fight, and then all the people go to the streets because of what they they have. All, and it's unfair. I feel bad because I was like this my whole life. Like if you don't know that everything you're watching on the media is a lie, you you're going to believe what's happening, and so. It's at no fault of their own that they all go out in the streets and they burn down everything what, because they're being told by the media lies of what's going on, right? So, you know, when you have a corrupt media, uh, you, you end up with the, this bullshit. And every four years, okay, they'll start a racial war. They did it in 2016, got five officers in Dallas killed, three in Louisiana, then they did it in 2020 with the George Floyd and the other bullshit. They just and the thing is, you this is this is what for all the dumb sheep out there, right? There was a poll put out about two months ago, right? Sixty-one percent of Democrats think police kill a thousand unarmed black people a year. Okay, in the last hundred and thirty years. There hasn't been a thousand unarmed black people killed. Okay, they average between eleven and thirteen, and they average between twenty-two and twenty-eight white people. And they push this lying narrative to start a race war, and they do it every four years because they're sick fucking people. Period. That's it. Yeah, it's 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 historical too. So let me. I'm a history buff. I got lots of books. I got books by commies. Socialist. Did you, did you did you read the the rise of the uh, fall of the Third Reich? I've never read that. No, nope. and I don't own that. But I own a ton of books yeah. about Nazis, get, the right wing, the new right wing, okay. from the left wing perspective. I got. Right. I don't. I haven't read go, that though. Go go but get the way, book. My point is this. Yeah. Wait, wait, before I, before you speak, go go buy the book Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and you'll understand what's going on in the world right now because history repeats itself. Go ahead. Okay. 
Sounds were, good. Yeah, what were um, you going to say? Yeah, so there's a book. Uh, it's by a socialist, out, outright socialist named Chris Harmon. It's called The People's History of the World. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, and like he's a, you know, open faced, you know, socialist. This is old school socialism. Right. He talks about, uh, it's called the Bacon's Rebellion. And it happened in America with this guy named Nathaniel Bacon. Okay. And um, basically, what had happened was this guy, uh, Nathaniel Bacon, he led a rebellion. Because the colonizers, I think uh, the representative, this was before the um, we got independence from England, but there's this guy out there named Berkeley, okay. or something like that. Berkeley. Is he, re- is he related to Berkey? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I hope not. I like Berkeley. I love, Berkey. Ber- I love Berkey. He's a great guy. Anyway, uh, so this, this guy, um, Nathaniel Bacon wanted to expand territory into Indian territory. And what he did was he got um, black slaves and indentured servants, which were white versions of slaves, to join forces. Now, this again, this is coming from a history book by a socialist, so this shit wouldn't fly nowadays. But this socialist says essentially that the white indentured servants were treated exactly the same as black slaves. In fact, black slaves, they paid more for black slaves. Um, they had a longer lifespan. They, they looked at them as a commodity, okay? So Nathaniel Bacon, he wants to fucking expand territory into the Indian realm, and uh, Berkeley's like, no, we can't do that. So he gets the black slaves and the white slaves to team up and rebel, and shit starts hitting the fan. So then Berkeley, and I'm, I'm doing the short version of it. It's called, uh, it's called Bacon's Rebellion, if you want to look it up. Is that a book? Look it up. But I'm giving you Is that a book? But he, a book? Huh? A book called Bacon's Rebellion? Uh, no, the actual event is called. Okay. Look um, that up, Danny. But the book I got it from was written by a socialist. That's my okay. point. Like, oh, gotcha. The socialist knew what was happening back then. But Berkeley, he said what we were, he was going to do is he changed laws. So he made laws. He gave whites more privileges as endurance servants. So they got a little more hay to sleep on. They got a little more clothes. So he made sure because of that rebellion, because black and white would work together to overthrow the fucking cl- the, the, the crown, he made sure to create racial division. And I, I wish I had the book open in front of me. It's downstairs. I'm outside walking my dog. But uh, this Carmen says, what kind of says, dog you got? The moment. What kind of dog? You I have? got American Pitbull. Oh, my man. I like five, Pit, five, Pitbull. Five months old. Pitbulls are the nicest animals ever. They get a bad rap because their brains work a certain way. And if you train them to be a certain way, they, bec- they become very angry and they, they bite people. But if you train them correctly, they're, they're, all they want to do is lick you and love you. So <laughs> That's this dog. She's a five-month-old puppy. Yeah. I love her to death. She ain't going to attack shit. Yeah, exactly. She's going to attack her Kong ball. But anyway, so this guy, Berkeley, this is when they started codifying laws that made it illegal for um, blacks to associate with whites. Mm-hmm. And Harmon writes, he's like, this is, slavery wasn't um, a byproduct of racism, but racism was a byproduct of slavery. So mm-hmm. they they created racism to distract from classism. Of course. So to get, to get them to... So, so run that up to today. All the, every time this shit's going down in modern times, it's to A, to divide us, but it's also to distract us from some other class issue. But the, 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 like that's when it all went down. This socialist guy, old school, you know, again, it's called The People's History of the World by Chris Harmon. He says that it was far from, they, 
they they worked together. They helped each other. They had relationships. I'm talking about black and white indentured servants and black slaves. Mm-hmm. It was the fucking crown cunts that were fucking shitting all over people and all these privileged motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that that they codified laws then to keep the races divided. Right. And that shit and again it was it was, it was meant to distract from class issues. Yeah. That shit's happening now. Yeah. They're fucking making us go at each other. Well now they're each other. now they're separating us to make us hate each other by vaxxed and unvaxxed. When there is yeah. zero and I mean zero scientific proof that one person who's unvaxxed is causing vax people to die. Okay? It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, if the vaccines work, why would I give a fuck if the guy next door to me doesn't have vaccine? If I'm covered and I'm not going to die, why do I care if he dies? Okay? It's just, if it's, it's a freedom of speech. It's free. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I am all in. Everyone over 65 should be vaxxed. If you're a fucking fat pig, you should be vaxxed. If you fucking eat like shit or got diabetes, you should be vaxxed. Okay? All these fucking people that are in good health under 40 years old, why would you give them a vax that they have virtually zero chance of dying from? You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, they're fucking... Put like all these people, these sports people, like they're shutting down half the fucking NBA and the NHL and the and the NFL over all these COVID outbreaks. Let them all play. Who gives a fuck? None of them are going to die. None of them. None of them are. I have a I'm a 10 to one better chance of dying driving from here a mile up the street to the Walmart than I do from coat than than they do from COVID. It's just propaganda. It's all fear porn. That's all it is. You know, I watch real porn. I don't watch fear porn. You know, I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's, I mean, did you see what Biden came out today and said? If this isn't propaganda fear, because all he does is read off a prompter because he can't, he can't have, doesn't have any independent thoughts. He says, this is going to be a uh, horrifying winter. There's going to be so much death and destruction. Oh, like even if that was true, even if that was true, which is not, but even if it was true, why would you say that? You would only say it for one reason to put people in fear and get more government control. That's it. Why would you possibly want people to not live their lives? Okay. It's like everybody knows the risks now. Okay, everybody knows if they're under 40 and not a fat pig and not fuck and don't have underlying conditions. And if they're not vaxxed, they're not going to fucking die. Okay, so why? What's with the fear part? People are running to get their eight, nine, 10 year olds vaccinated. They're running. Did you listen? Did you see the there was a there's a uh, that the that the um, the info that came out yesterday. Uh. More people have died for age 18 to 45. Drug yep, overdose. Saw you saw that. Drug overdoses, um, cancer, uh, car accidents. Fentanyl. And, car fentanyl. accidents. Like fentanyl. Fentanyl than and, all those things. Wait, wait, wait. And suicide. All those f- top five categories that have died from COVID. Okay. But, well, but uh, what? Yeah, I think, uh, let me correct that. Let me correct that. I'm pretty sure we read the same thing and it's, more people died from fentanyl than COVID 
suicides, car wrecks, Correct. and a, a bunch of other things. I Correct. think that's a more detailed argument. Well, all, yeah, but it was said all five things combined. But but yeah, the point you. the point is is the point is 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 the government don't give two hoops of a fuck who dies from opioid overdose as the borders are wide open, okay? And they don't care. They don't care about any homeless person who dies. They don't care. Hey, if they care so much about people's lives, why is McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Jack in a Box all open? We could just close them and we could save about 500,000 people a year, okay? 659,000 people die a year just from obesity and diabetes itself. Case fucking closed. The government gives tubes of a fuck about you. And now they want to preach. Give me a fucking vaccine, baby. Give me a booster. Give me another booster. Give me another booster. Yeah, I got the jab 17 times. Meanwhile, on that same line, fucking Narcan, a pharmaceutical is being pushed like a motherfucker. And that's the stuff they give people. To resuscitate Correct. from overdoses. Right. So they, that's their edge on that. They don't give a fuck about it because they're pumping out Narcan, making yeah. down bucks. And listen, if the government cared, okay, they would give, they would, they would put billions and billions into opening up rehab centers for anybody who wants to go and get themselves clean for free, okay? Instead of all the bullshit fucking uh welfare state and give all these people free money free this free that which they do that so they can fucking vote for the left okay and they actually cared they would open up centers for free that the government pays for to get everybody off drugs but they don't care they don't care who dies then they get on tv and say we're out there to save lives what this two weeks to stop, slow the stop the spread is it now two years, by the way. Okay. And all it was, if you remember, two weeks to help stop the spread so the fucking hospitals don't get overran. Hey, like, even when I'm playing at the Five Diamond yet, uh, two days ago, right? Uh, some leftist says to me, uh, Mike, it's not about vaccines, it's about hospitals being overrun. Do you know the, the hospital ICUs in Nevada? Now, he didn't have an accent. I'm throwing an accent in there. ICUs in Nevada are at 87% capacity. And then I have to educate them and say, do you know before COVID, the ICUs are at 87% capacity? Because that's the truth, okay? Or 85%, whatever the fuck, right? And so they just believe the bullshit. There's never been one person in two years in the history of this country that has been denied a hospital bed, a respirator, or anything at any hospital. So it's just propaganda to keep people yeah. in fear. There is no two weeks to stop the spread. Once the fuck, look what Trump did. He got two fucking huge ships, one sent to the California, one in New York. They never used it. They never used it. To, and they were all filled with ventilators and all kinds of stuff. For people with COVID, they never used it because it's all a political fucking lie. Well, be before COVID, hospitals' business model 
they're 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 designed to be optimal at 100% capacity always. So that's the fallacious argument. Oh, it's 80%. They want 100%. I'm no not saying shit. This, I'm, I'm, that's the business model. That has nothing to do with fucking COVID. That has nothing to do with any. That's GTO money. Yeah, exactly. And I try and educate these. Here's the difference, okay? I saw a I saw a poll out the other day, and this, and I think you might have seen the same poll. This should scare the fuck out of everyone. Sixty-one percent of our youth under twenty-five said they would never date a Republican, right? And but five percent of Republicans said they would date a Democrat. Would wouldn't date? Only five percent said they wouldn't date a Democrat. See, that's the ideology, okay? Me, on my podcast, anybody on the left wants to come on here and, and debate me, we'll debate, okay? But most people on the left are so set in their ideology, they, they don't want to come on. They don't want to learn the truth. They believe, they want to always, their, their egos want to say to themselves, they're right. And that's the problem we have in the country today, I have a good friend. I, I, anybody who listens to my show, I bring I bring it up all the time. Her name is Ashley, right? She's on the left, okay? And we talk politics like three times a week, right? And I tell her, Ashley, but what about this, this, and this, right? And then we look it all up. We work together. We look it all up. And she tells to me, she says to me like three weeks ago, she goes, once I start showing her the truth, because she's like, this happened, this happened. I go, no, it didn't, Ashley. That's what they're saying, right? And then we look it up, and I end up being right 85% of the time. Now, 15% of the time, I'm wrong. And I and then I'm like, okay, you were right. I was wrong, okay? And that's what's called dialogue. That's what we've always had in this country for 200 years is dia- political dialogue. Now, it's my way or the fucking highway, and that's why we're so divided, Okay, but that's the media pushing it. You know, like I was telling even the guy I met the other day when he was talking about the 87 percent filled. I said, you know, that's and I I told him the true stats or whatever. I said, listen, I said, the biggest problem is, is the reason why we're so divided is, is people, uh, you know, he he ended up uh, talking with me. And I said, listen, we're way we're way everybody is way more closer than we are divided. Okay. We're just so much, everybody, like even me and my my friend Ashley, she's on the far left, right? Well, she's not so far on the far left anymore. She might be red-pilled by within three months. But uh, uh, because she's, I'm showing her the truth. And if you talk to people and they're open to see the truth and they just don't say, no, this is the way it is, you're fucking wrong, right? That's how you're going to be able to to bring the country together. You see what I'm saying? Once everybody realizes that, one, like everything on MSNBC, not 99%, 100% is all propaganda. Everything on CNN is 90% propaganda. 30% to 35% on Fox is propaganda. On Owen and Newsmax, I would say 50 to 60% propaganda. See, I'm a realist, right? I'm not going to be like a, a MAGA person and just say, oh, everything on the right's the truth. Everything on the left's a lie. No, there's a lot of propaganda on the right. But here's the difference, and this is what I tell people all the time. Both sides push edges, pushes like real-world events, okay, for political gain, okay? So just like, I'll just give you an idea. Like, I watch Tucker every day, right? So they he'll push immigration, 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 border, 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 okay? But 
what's going on at the border is the truth. Okay, so they're pushing, okay, a propaganda, uh, not really propaganda, but a issue going on in the world for political gain. Okay, same with vaccine mandates, same with all these dumb vaccines. Those are actually going on in the world and they're pushing it on on right wing media for political gain. Now, you go to CNN or MSNBC and they're pushing lies for political gain, a.k.a. for three. Here's another thing. They talk about, oh, 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 it's it's the big lie. The, the election was stolen for three and a half years. All you heard was Russia, 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 Russia. And then the, the, the Mueller knew that Russia had nothing to do with it, but they wanted to wait till after the midterms so the Democrats would get in office, okay? And then they released the Mueller report, I think it was two weeks or 10 days after the midterms, and Trump was exonerated of ever having any connection with Russia. After they, And then they still pushed it around. Do you know, to, to this day, 60% of Democrats believe Russia interfered in the election? You see the propaganda they pushed? And then there More was... More than that, do you? Yeah. More than that, do you, bro? Oh, wait, way more. I'm just pushing that as an example. Yeah, you, you can go there. Nice. <laughs> you could go with the Covington kids. You could go with 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 the the George Floyd bullshit. You could go with with police officers killing black people, right? And and now, like the Kyle Rittenhouse. I want when that Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened. I saw the video. It was all over that it was self-defense. Anybody with a brain that saw the video knew it was self-defense. Then when the trial came up, it was like it was the biggest sham trial by a prosecution in the history of this country. They, it was so obvious. And, and then you'll have sheep that come on here and they'll say, Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. There's not. I promise you, I will fucking give. Well, these people are so stupid, so I can't offer a thousand bucks, but. A free hundred bucks to anybody that watches my podcast that could go back and watch the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. If one person, even one, could say that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, I'll give him a hundred bucks, okay? And they'd have to explain to me why they could possibly think he's guilty. Because I watched the trial. I fucking literally recorded it every day I was at the World Series. I came home every day. Watched an hour of it before I went to sleep. I'd get home at 2.30. I'd watch Tucker till 3.30, the fucking Rittenhouse trial to 4.30, go to bed at 6 a.m. approximately, woke up at 12.30, okay? It's an open and shut case. That's why it was, he was acquitted on everything. But if the, the left-wing media for political gain during the height of all the tensions were calling him a white supremacist militant, okay? They are, Rittenhouse, if you think the Covington kids made a lot of money, they made like $250 million. Rittenhouse is going to make, he's going to be the youngest billionaire in the history of our country, or one of the youngest billionaires. Because what they did to him, how they defaced him was, was criminal. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't want to just keep talking politics. You know, we got maybe other people want to call in, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, you know what's going on. You're smart. Uh, the thing is, 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 I mean, this is the truth, right? At least 70 to 80, 70 to 75% of the United States leans right, 
Okay, they know it. They know Trump got 75 million votes. They know that fucking Biden got 40 million votes. Okay, they know that that's why they have to let two million illegals in every year for four years. Okay, that's a little over eight million. And now they're giving 30 million amnesty to the 30 million illegals in the United States. And now they're going to then they'll have a lead on voting rights against the fucking right. But what do you think? Why do you think the borders are wide open? You know what I'm saying? This is what's going to happen. They know the truth. There's no way the incompetence that they'd be letting uh, 230,000 people across the border every fucking month that, you know, and 20% have COVID. And then they're, they're spreading them around the country to all the fucking, to all the red states to, to, for political gain. I mean, you don't need, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see what's going on. They don't give a fuck. Did you know that, you know that 44% of all women who cross that border illegally are sexually assaulted? I mean, 44%. Do you think the fucking government gives a fuck about that? No, it's all about political gain. Anyways, I got to go, man. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Mike, one thing, check out that. I don't know if you talked about this. I caught your show in the middle, but uh, check out that Joe Rogan, Peter McCullough interview. Mm. I already saw it. I I already watched it. I've retweeted it like six times. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't do social media, and I came late. So yeah. I yeah. Know, yeah. But yeah. That I mean, was fantastic. You should see the and mind blowing. If you follow, yeah. If you if you follow me on Twitter, the the two hour um uh documentary on on uh, Bill Gates and his hand involved in the pandemic. I mean, this was all fucking planned for about twelve fucking years, or maybe even longer. You know, and they yeah, wait, they waited for the they waited for the right time, and the right time was before the election of 2020 to make sure that Trump was out of office because he was a threat to every one of these fuckers. That's a fact. All right, my man. Take care. Take it easy. Good luck, bro. You got it. Yeah, I get I get a little bit too uh, emotional when it comes to politics because I fucking study so much. I just, I, I'm so educated. It's just a joke, you know? So... texting me. Your call has been... some poker talk yeah uh so uh i knew it was something i forgot about so uh i've been playing my uh online game uh been doing pretty good i was up seventeen thousand two days ago then i picked up kings got him cracked queens got him cracked i love getting kings cracked when you guy makes it when there's a raise and some and the goofball three bets it to 699 and you four bet it to 1900 right and he just calls 1900 with Jack Nine of Spades. And the funny thing is, is this monkey always has like nine, ten suited in these spots. They come nine, nine, queen. He checked. I just checked right back. Turn card comes seven. He bet like 700, I called. And the river card comes a five, and he just bets 4,500. 
I, I thought about folding. I mean, this guy bluffs a lot. I'm just thinking, well, the way I played it, by checking the flop, I got a call. And I called, and he showed me the jack nine of spades because that's what he does. I mean, this is the same fucking monkey that called a $4,000 four bet with me, right, when I had two aces with five, six of spades. Now, if I was 40K deep, it's still a bad call, but at least I could justify it. I mean, I made it 4,000. He called 4,000. I had 13,000 behind, okay? The flop came five, queen, nine with two spades. And uh, we get it in. We run it twice. And uh, he hit spade on both boards for a $34,000 pot. You know, this is the same monkey. He just keeps getting away with murder. Eventually, he's going to realize that when he puts in those two and three and 4,000 with fucking the suited connectors to four bets pre, and it comes deuce, deuce, five, for about 100 hands in a row, he won't have much money left. So, you know, people don't understand it's all about what the size of your stack is. And when you're not mathematically putting the right in, you're just kind of fucked. So um, I ended up winning uh, 7,000 that day. I was up 17. I, I actually went from 17 winner to 11, uh, 1,700 loser, fought back to 7,200 winner and quit. And then um, uh, yesterday I... Uh, I played um, and I won 6,000. I was quitting. I was, it was actually the first time we were nine-handed in a long time. Most of the time it's been like six-handed. And so um, uh, uh, it was not, probably nine-handed is so boring on the internet. It's such a grind when, once you're used to playing five and six-handed. And so um, I was like 3,800 winner. And I said, this is my last hand, guys. I, I'm quitting. And they said, okay, good night, good night. And guy raises under the gun 200. I had Jack Queen of Diamonds, I call, and six of us, six of us take the flop, right? And the flop comes nine, ten, five, right? I said, hang on before I leave, guys. I go, I might, I might go broke this hand, right? I'm trying to get a free card on the flop when I make, you know, when I talk. That's what I do. You know, I talk, uh, I use talk to, um, to, um, to kind of uh, manipulate people's decisions. And so it goes, check, check. I check, and the guy who, who three-bet pre-flop, he checks. A turn card rolls an eight. It's fucking literally five, eight, nine, ten on the board. And it goes, check, check. And the original Razor, he bets 1,100. And uh, now my dick starts to get hard. I get real kind of excited, and I just flat. And uh, everybody else folds. And all I'm thinking to myself is, put a deuce, put a deuce, put a deuce. And um, the river card comes a queen, and he checks, and I bet like eleven hundred into like six thousand, <laughs> and he folded. And uh, I asked him, I said, if I raised a turn, uh, are you calling? He goes, no, I was. Uh, he goes, I had two sevens. I I was done with it. So he took a stab at it with two sevens. Uh, so I won the max. Uh, so that was a hand. I so I went from thirty. I ended up winning like twenty six seven twenty eight hundred that last hand. To, to win like 6,400 yesterday. So I plan on going uh, back into um, into uh, uh, playing tonight. Uh, I haven't took, I didn't take any Adderall yesterday. I need to keep it in my system or, or then I get all whacked out uh, if I'm going to play poker at least. Um, either that or take a month off and get it all out of my system. One or two. Welcome to the mouthpiece, is Mike. Yo, Hi, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Who's this? Uh, this is Tony. How are you? 
Good, Tony, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You sound different on the on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Is your keep keep make sure your oh. volume's down on the show. So maybe yeah, you're, you're getting some some down. yeah. How yeah, you yeah. doing? Thank you for answering my call. Actually I have a I have a friend beside me. He's the one making me call. He actually uh, tuned me into your channel. Yeah. I just came in from playing. I'm just nice to hear you. Nice to hear you doing well. That's good. I have a question for you. We just always we always joke around during the series and stuff. I play all the time. Uh, I'm just wondering your opinion. Uh, all the regulars, you know, like WPT winners, all the bracelet winners, mm -hmm. they yeah. seem to all hang out together. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. I mean, you've been around a long time. Obviously, you're friends with Phil and all these guys. Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there a story behind that? Or is it just because uh, money sticks to money? Or... Uh, I'm just... Okay, so, you know, um, so I think it works for all the groups, the old school, new school, whatever. So back in the, uh, when I came up in 96, and I turned pro in November, it was 25 years ago, November 26, 1996. Uh, so basically a month ago was my 25th anniversary of playing pro. But uh, I came up and uh, I was somewhat successful. And when you see, I came up with me, Daniel, uh, uh, Alan Cunningham, John Jawanda, uh, 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 David Chu. So all of us kind of came up at the same time. So we were all the best players, and everybody knew who the best players were. And uh, you know, when you're all, you, you, good players back in the day, you just you kind of stayed out of each other's way, and you went after the other people. So uh, you know, okay. we would all go to dinner. How much you win tonight? Whatever. And, so, and listen, sometimes we three of us are playing the same game, you know, and there would be nine of us, you know, and so we kind of knew how we all did. And then we go to dinner and we just all became real friendly. And uh, that's kind of like what's gone on. Now, even in new school, the only difference is now they, instead of them playing poker and then going and doing things together, they play poker and then they go back to their houses and they study charts and graphs and for 10 hours a day. And, and then they, and, and then they want to tell you how great they are. The only difference is, is there's like five, Probably five percent of, I'm not even. That's high. Uh, between one and three percent of people that are really good online become really good live tournament and cash game players. I mean, there's just not many. You know what I mean? It's just it's just big adjustment. See what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering because like even during lunch break, you mm -hmm. see like you know WPT winners. You know you see them hang out. I know there's groups of you know they all. Piece see, see, I, I don't. Long see, I don't know because I'm not a WPT winner. So, I mean, I, I only made no, six. No, I, fuck, <laughs> I only made fucking yeah. six final tables, and I get fucked in every one or five, something like that. You know, I got no, a second, I got a second, a third, a fourth, a sixth, a fifth, a fucking. You another third. before Mike when it was uh, now all these wizards. You know what I, mean? ah, I, I disagree. Now. I disagree. I didn't play a fucking no. I didn't play one no limit hold in tournament except for the main event for seven years. Phil Helmuth kept telling me, Mike, you're still better than all of them. I told him, I don't think yeah, so. I Phil jumped. Gets a lot of people. I don't know. I jumped in the 2017 LAPC. Okay. I finished 27th. And if this fucking monkey didn't play as bad as you could fucking play and flop a set on me. I mean, I had a shot to win that. I had plenty of chips. I was playing great. Uh, I went right to Bay 101 against all the fucking Wizards. I finished uh, right uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I finished 14th there. Okay. Um, I mean, I 
I mean, look, 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 look at all the chances I had to win at the World Series this year. I mean, I made three final tables, seven final two tables, 11 caches and 23 events, you know. So I, I just don't think, yes, are there a lot more, be- is there a lot better no limit hold'em players? Yes, okay. But I'm still able to look at them and know when they have it and when they don't 90% of the time. But so, Mike, this was the softest World Series in the last decade, no? You don't what, think so? the final table? No, the, Are the you kidding? Whole, whole series. This was the hardest World Series, toughest World Series I ever played against. There was no regs. Oh. Everybody out there, everybody who played the 10K <laughs> mixed, all 100 players to 150 Maybe players. The 10K, well, that's all I played. Up to 5K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, up to 5K, yeah, I don't know. I didn't play any small. I played one small one, uh, two small ones. I played a 3K PLO, and you say it was soft, but... With eight people to go, six of them, six of them were six of the top fifteen PLO players in the world, and in the uh, the one I, the, you know, I'm like I, I'm like probably the best PLO eight player there is. I finished twenty fourth. Uh, but to I be humble, right? No, but I, I am humble. But that's the only. I mean, I'm just that good in PLO eight and, and any 08. You know what I mean? Now, listen, this is how you know at the World Series back in the day. Right, the best players were at the final tables of all the no limits. Okay, it's just the way it was. Okay, in in Omaha, eight or better. In twenty years, I missed this year. I bubbled the, the tournament, but in eleven out of twenty years, I final tabled the ten k oh eight. Eleven out of twenty years. Okay, that's over fifty percent of the time I play it. I final table it. You know, every year of the last twelve years, there's four oh eight tournaments a year. I final tabled one in the last eleven years. Except this year, where I finished at the final three tables of two of them. One of them I had to miss because I was in the 25K horse. And then the the uh, the other one, the Ted K uh, PLO 8, which I was coming off the heels of played three straight days in the 1508. Uh, and I just couldn't, I drew a really bad table, couldn't get anything going. And uh, I raised pre ace three four queen and the flop came jack five deuce and i was up against the guy who called a raise with deuce deuce three jack and he puts it in on the flop which is horrible because if a low card comes off he could only get half anyways so i had a complete wrap plus i had 21 outs twice uh for at least half the pot and had a uh they was 16 scoop cards twice so you know i got it in good but uh i'm so good at that game maybe i should probably shouldn't have put it in 60 percent I could wait for much better spots. Uh, so I was a little bit down on myself for that. But, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm surprised you say this was the toughest series, actually, because uh, my I think, playing the mixed game. I mean, it was the you best I had ever played, okay? If not the second best I'd ever played in 25 years. Uh, but I, every table I drew, I never drew a soft table. Even the first day, three days of the main event, I drew the toughest tables I knew Five people by first name on day one table, three people by fucking first name on day two table, and three people by first name on day three table. But don't you, all you have to do is say you feel uncomfortable, Mike. No. Everybody remember makes you uh, feel uncomfortable and then they switch tables for you. No, no you don't you feel that. Happens? You don't ever get switch tables. Sorry. No, no, no. The, only Dan- wait, wait, wait. Only, only da- wait, only Daniel and Phil get to switch tables if they don't like their table. Come on, No, man. you remember that, that girl. She did it. She said that something happened and she doesn't feel comfortable. They well, I mean, you, here, here's the thing. If, if, you, if you sit down and you register, right, and you go to your table and you, you, you see you have a terrible table draw, 
You can literally unregister one time every World Series and re-register. Yeah, but that's absurd. Like, yeah, I know. Once, but they only let you do it once. They only let you do it once. So. Fine, all but still, you know what I mean? You, you, you don't think there's favoritism? That was actually my next question. You don't think there's favoritism at the World Series? Like on the, all the rulings and all the decision-making? You don't think the regulars get treated differently than the average Joes like myself? No, I don't know. You don't think so, Mike? No, I agree. No, you didn't hear his question. Don't oh. you guys have your own exit? Your own oh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I was typing. I did. Can you repeat that question again? I, I apologize. I said, you, you, you know yourself that all the regulars get treated completely different. You know what I mean? All the VIPs uh, get treated completely I, different. I, I disagree with that. I think that I think Phil gets away with a lot more than anybody else could get away with. But, I mean, they used to fucking treat me like a somebody. Now I'm just like... Just like another fucking sheep in the fucking in the, in a pack of wolves. I don't know. No, they treat. Listen, I got. They did something for me. I forgot what it was, but I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh good. I'm still. I still have a little bit of cloud around here. I forgot what it was. I don't know. Oh, I remember. Yeah, but what even it was. the decisions, any arguments, and oh no, no, they don't. They're, they're honestly, when it comes to a ruling or decision, they don't take into factor who it is. They, 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 they're very. Uh, they, they're not going to give somebody a. Uh, unfair ruling they have certain rules they just go by it you know but there is a lot of floor people that'll make a ruling that's wrong because they don't know the rules okay that happens a lot and then I'll, then I'll get in a fight with them and say dude that's a terrible ruling I guarantee you how much you want to bet that the ruling you made is wrong call somebody else over here because you're 100% wrong and then they'll call somebody else over and then they'll realize they're 100% wrong and then they have to apologize but that happens once in a while. But they don't—they don't do it on purpose. Yeah. You think so? Wow, you're giving them a lot more credit than I thought. No, I, I mean, I, listen. There's just maybe you're just scared in the future to get a ruling. <laughs> no, no, no. They always rule against me. They give me a fucking penalty. They call me fucking. Oh, please. No, I don't think so. You know. You don't play any circuit events. I've never seen you on the. Circuit. I don't play I tournaments, don't man. Tur- you know what they call tournaments? They're called donkaments for a reason. Tournament bingo, poker. Bingo. Or, like tur- bingo, yeah, tournament poker are for people who don't know how to play poker. Okay. Okay. Like, give me every fucking top tournament player in the world and please let him play in a cash game with me. That's all. Just give me them all. Give me them all. No, but there's any... good, there is good players. Of course there is. There's a lot of good players, but I'll still take my chances with all the tournament superstars because tournament poker and cash are so different. You know what I mean? They're just different. And it's like Jared Blesnick said, who finished fifth in the 50K PLO. He says, after he did his interview, right? He goes, you, Daniel, Phil, you guys don't just get there every tournament because you're better than everybody in half of these events. You guys get there because you understand tournament poker, okay? Where these guys don't. And he was showing about, you know, all the people that were left in the 50K at the final table, uh, whoever was left. And and like three of them were top PLO cash game players. But they all three went out like uh, fifth, fourth, and third or, or because they don't know how to play tournaments. They they don't know the value of chips. Where in yeah, cash, ga- in cash right. games, the they, they just call or three bet hands that – that you're in cash games you could get away with. But tournaments, you need to be patient. You need to pick your spots. It's a whole different game. And so it, it's just so important to to make that adjustment. 
You know, I don't play, I don't play tournaments, but I'm great at tournaments. I play the world series of poker. I used to play the LAPC, but the commerce is history now. So I don't even know if they'll even have that anymore. And I play the Bay one oh one, and that's it. So I play, uh, 25 tournaments a year, uh, maybe five online. So a total of 30 where all these people, all the hundred to 150 that I was playing the 10 K all the mixed games with, they play 50 fucking tournaments a week. A fucking week. They play like 10 a day online. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, the fact sure. that Phil plays, like only plays the World Series also, right? And maybe two other tournaments. The fact that, and even Daniel. Daniel plays like 10 high rollers a year, maybe 15. And then the World Series. You know, there, there, there's a reason why that, that people like us that don't play tournaments are always got a shot to win these, you know? And they're tough to win. Daniel plays... Three times as many tournaments as I do every World Series. Like, I played 23 this year. He played 57. Okay, so a little less than three. Okay? And Dan, the, I won the, the last bracelet was 2013 in Vegas. Daniels was in 2012. But Daniels got 10 second places since then. They're not easy to win. I've probably made, since 2013, I've probably made 30 fucking final tables. But... I fucking keep getting unlucky in these fucking things with, whether it's with yeah, two tables. Yeah, you luck to close them all. No matter who you are, okay? I don't care if you're not lucky, you're never winning unless you get to the final table on no limit with a 10-to-1 chip lead like Adamo did. You know what I'm saying? And But if the chips are fucking relatively even or close to even in all tournaments, whoever catches the cards is going to win, except for... Phil in the dealer's choice against Adam because Phil caught all the cards. He won 33 pots. I won three and finished fifth. Okay. Phil had 4.6 million of the 5.8 in play to, to Adam and he fucking gave it away. He fucking tried to, he gave away 700,000 on an unnecessary bluff. You know, all he had to do is pick no limit, hold them and play his normal, normal small ball strategy and and he would have and, and, and he would have won bracelet number seventeen, you know. So, but Phil made the most cards of anybody at that final table. Phil made the most hands of anybody at the fifty k PLO final table, you know. The only difference was is uh, I mean he get, the, the the structure had caught up to him and it basically was whoever got lucky and uh, head up lasted one hand. So, you know that's just the way it is, you know. He's your good buddy, right? You and Phil. Uh, Phil. Phil's probably my best friend. From like 90s. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you're always in the background. Yeah, or me. I mean, I mean, Phil, I mean, my best friend's my is a guy named Ben, but uh, Phil's my second best friend. I talk to Phil on the phone an hour a day, every day, six days a week at least. You know, so yeah, you know, we we talk a lot. We've talked hundreds of hours of poker. I mean, Phil Phil made seven final tables in seven different games, and you know he. He went on record and said, it's because of me. You know what I'm saying? Because I spent, listen, Phil wants to go down as the greatest poker player of all time. I don't give a fuck about who's better than who. But I told him, if you want to be the best player ever, you better fucking learn mixed games because you're not winning bracelets and no limit hold them anymore. And he gets mad when I say that. But it's just, unless, and it's not because Phil doesn't have the talent. It's that Phil doesn't want to put the time in to understand what some of the new school people are doing. So they're just not easy to win. So he, you know, he just gonna he had to learn mixed games and you know seven final tables and seven different events. That's you know, pretty impressive. 
You know, he's finally now got a brace. He had a really good series. As much as like him or hate him. No, he had a really good series. The thing is, is is our series were almost the same. The only difference is, is is he made hands with two tables and one table to go. I would be in top three in chips with two tables to go, and and I'd go four hours, never win a pot. You know what I mean? And it's, you got to understand, like in, in these limit events, you can't just you can't bluff in limit events. You you know you can make some bluffs, but <laughs> but like you gotta be you gotta be fucking you gotta make hands. You know, no, for and, sure. And, you always uh, have to make hands at the end. Right? Yeah, even so in the PLO, more, even in the PLO, you gotta make hands. Question, Mike. Go ahead, um, because I'm sure people are trying to get through. Let me ask you one more question. I'm just curious because this was somebody else asked me, and then he just texted me. I guess he's listening. I don't know. He he wants me to ask what happened to that uh, the guy from Fulfilled Howard Letter. Uh, he, he used to be he used to be one of my closest friends. I haven't talked to him now in. Uh, no, I know, but is he U.S.? Is he out of the? Country? Oh, he's he's living here. I haven't talked to him since 2018. But I mean, I know he made all the money. I know he, he has piles of money. No, I mean he 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 says he only he told me that he only had three million. I don't believe him. Right? Whatever. Mikey, there's no we don't need to count other people's money. It's a bad. Uh, Listen, you know what I mean? You know, it's the best thing to do. I don't give a fuck. Why? Why? They fucking stole millions from me. Why shouldn't I? Okay? They fucked me. They've destroyed my life. Him, Ray Batar. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They destroyed my life. So, you know, I mean, uh, it was always about all of them. Everybody knows they took off with the money. Yeah. All I know is Ray Batar, Ray Batar cried poverty. He got sentenced to two years in jail. He got an attorney to say that he has a heart condition, that he would die in jail, and a doctor, and he got house arrest, and he's a big, fat, ugly fucking slob that married a supermodel in a $3 million wedding. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else, okay? They're all a bunch of lying, scamming... look at fucking scamming. Ferguson. Do you see him? He looks like a fucking... you see his wife? I, when she was railing him, or his girlfriend, railing, it's like Beauty and the Beast, I said. I was watching it. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, well, Ferguson is a good guy, but his personality is, uh, he's very, very well, hold dry. On a but he took the money, too. Um, nah, I don't think so. Um, his, his, I think, he, I really kind of stick on Chris's side. Um, his, he's guilty of letting a bunch of fucking idiots run his company. Okay, he was the biggest shareholder. And yeah, they would call him, you know, if there was a big I decision. I thought was the biggest shareholder. No, the biggest shareholder was Ferguson by over two to one. And, and he's even more guilty. No. You just sentenced him to even Listen, worse. All, all Chris wanted to do was play poker, and he left everything in charge to Ray and Howard. And, um, and uh, you know. Who took he, the money then, Mikey? I told you who took the money. Fucking Ray Batar. I said it. I told you that. Ray Batar took all oh, the wow. money. He stole like $540 million. The fucking processing people, this one guy stole $100 million. And this is how stupid Full Tilt is, or they'd still be open. They were so upset about the guy that stole the hundred million that they you, you can't make this up. They literally went to the FBI to have this guy arrested. <laughs> and the no guy the guy literally, when they arrested him, literally told the FBI how they've been uh getting the payment processors to to, to get payments. Uh, to, right. So they dropped all charges against him. The guy got to keep the money and they fucking put everybody out. Like if you if you're doing something that's illegal, why would you call the police to arrest the guy that stole a hundred million? Okay, when the drug dealer sold your bed drugs. Right, right, right. When the company was making two and a half million a day, 
Okay, you write the hundred million off, and you go and you just go about your business. You know what I'm saying? But call the police to arrest the guy that 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 was processing of shit you were doing illegally. Oh my God! Don't get me started. I got to go, my man. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mikey. I'll, I'll see you. Listen. Thank you for your time, Mike. You're welcome, my man. Everybody. You got it. All right. Uh, that's a. Uh, what time is it? We've been at this for two hours and ten minutes. They'll just have to tune back in next week. We'll uh, we'll run a show uh, next Friday, and we'll get a guest. You know who I'm going to get? I, I I know who I'm going to get. And I got I got three people in mind. Of a desk, so uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna lock this up this, for today. Good podcast, man. Um, one more thing: if you haven't joined my home game yet, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. One two plo, one two no limit. Every day, I usually play an hour a day if I can. Um, so. Uh, 250 bucks in chips for 200 mouthpoker at yahoo.com. I'll see you all next Friday on the mouthpiece. The mouthpiece.